Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk a little Arizona State football with our friend Hode Rubino coming up here in a moment from Devil's Digest. Don't forget, Christian Cox joins the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. So we'll see how Christian's doing. Talk to him about uh, if he thinks the Utes can rebound against a good San Diego State team coming up this weekend. Yeah, and they need to, just like Kyle said. Uh, certain things need to be addressed right away because San Diego State, I mean, they got some athletes down there, so. Yeah, it'll be uh, it's an int- it's an interesting game to focus on after what happened Saturday night. Well, let's talk a little BYU Arizona State. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery in uh, Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Smartly find out more at smartrain.net. He makes magic uh, happen for Devils Digest. He's Hode Rubino with us back on the Big Show. What's going on, Hode? Not, not a problem, guys. Thanks so much for having me. So give us the tale of the tape. What are you uh, thinking about this game we're in store for this weekend down in Provo? Well, I think uh, you're really uh, matching two teams that maybe one of them in BYU has, always, has already proven that uh, this is a team that maybe is defying expectations in a positive manner, beating two Pac-12 teams uh, back-to-back. And I know you can talk about the Pac-12 being down this year, but I don't think that should take uh, anything away from the accomplishments of the Cougars so far, especially beating Utah after nine straight losses. Uh, I'm sure that uh, the uh, temperature in Provo is uh, is pretty high, even though the kickoff is going to be uh, somewhere in, in the low 70s on Saturday night. But uh, for ASU, uh, even though they're uh, coming in as a favorite, a road favorite, I feel that they probably may have more to prove than BYU in this game because they did play the two so-called cupcakes to start the season, which is something that a lot of other teams in the Pac-12 would do anyway. And sure, there have been some um, great moments and not-so-great moments in 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 those two games, so for ASU, it's a really uh, steep step up in competition, and and for BYU, although I think that ASU is a better team, both both in Arizona and Utah, I, it's still not as dramatic as a step up in competition. So I'm really curious to see how both teams do handle this contest, just from that perspective alone. So it looks to me like ASU has uh, has some pretty explosive offensive players. It seems like they, I mean, based on what we've seen so far, they can run the ball. Like they've got those receivers. They've got a dynamic quarterback who, who somebody better keep an eye on, or else he'll take off running on them. So BYU, from that standpoint, uh, probably have its hands full. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, BYU uh, and their run defense is is, is a really interesting uh, story when you look at the stat sheet. And granted, it's only two games, and it's really hard to make sweepy conclusions even after. Uh, one game, let alone two. But I feel that uh, you look at a game that BYU had against Utah, this is a game that the Utes, as you guys know, was really playing from behind uh, and uh, and playing and being in catch-up mode the entire night. 
but they still were able to rack over 190 yards on the ground against against the BYU defense. And I know that their defensive line uh, definitely did lose some uh, significant talent from uh, from last year, but that is definitely one stat that I think if you're ASC offensive coordinator Zach Hill, you're definitely uh, lick, licking your chops because really uh, the bread and butter of this ASC offense is, is a running game. And even when they had uh, one of their premier uh, running backs, uh, Chip Trainum, miss the UNLV game due to injury. And by the way, he should be back for the game in Provo on Saturday. Uh, their quarterback, Jenny Daniels, uh, goes ahead and posts a career-high 125 rushing yards. So I'm really uh, curious to see if the success that Utah had against that BYU uh, defensive line on the ground is something that ASU can duplicate if, if not exceed because ASU, if you look at their recent history over here, they're, they're just uh, posting 200-plus yards rushing uh, as a, just a basically standard operating procedure. The passing game, I think, is where things get a little more interesting because that has been one uh, point of contention, and maybe that's too harsh of a uh, description, but uh, there has been some disappointment that Jaden Daniels and the wide receivers really have not been able to jumpstart uh, this this passing game. And the two teams that they played to begin with, Southern Utah and UNLV, uh, definitely did not have good outings when it came to their pass defense. And here they are facing a BYU team, which, granted, did hold in check a Utah passing game, although I don't think that the caliber of their quarterback and their wide receivers is that equal of, AS, of ASU. But only two weeks ago in the BYU season opener, they gave up 345 yards in the air to University of Arizona. Definitely not one of the juggernauts offensively in the Pac-12. So if you're ASU, do, do you really stick with your bread and butter, especially on the road, to take a hostile crowd uh, out of it and just pound the ball as much as you can, something that really has been a proven formula for success and then some? Or do you really try to mix it up uh, more, more with the earlier attack, understanding that maybe you have some – opportunities over there. So I'm really curious to see what kind of approach uh, ASU is going to take because this passing game sooner or later really really needs a jump start, really needs to provide a balance to the, to the rushing game. And I don't know if the game in Provo will or will not be one of those opportunities for the Sun Devils. Defensively, Hode, how have they been up front? And I ask because BYU and their offensive line really pushed Utah around in the second half, which, as you know, doesn't happen to Utah very often. So, you know, BYU up front offensively seems to be pretty formidable. How has Arizona State's defensive front fared so far this year? Well, look, I mean, when it comes to uh, run defense, they have averaged uh, 83 yards. But going back to my earlier point, this is a major step up in competition. Uh, not only do you have a very talented running back in, in Algier, but you also have a very uh, mo- mobile quarterback in, in Jaron Hall. Now, when you look at ASU's game against UNLV this past Saturday, uh, you saw UNLV quarterback uh, Doug Brumfield, who almost ran uh, at will uh, in, in the first half against this ASU uh, defensive front. But in the second half, ASU was able to make the necessary adjustments to re- really contain him and really shut down not only him, but the entire Rebel offense, as UNLV only had 19 yards of offense in the, in, in the last two quarters. So I, I think it's a good ASU defensive line. I think it's a good front seven, uh, in, generally speaking. But when you talk about facing a, a much better uh, offense in general, and then specifically a, a better ground game, I think uh, that is really somewhat uh, of, of an unknown. Um, I wouldn't say that ASU's uh, pass defense is head and shoulders better than its run defense, but I don't think BYU, when they look at a secondary 
uh, for the Sun Devils. It has uh, 131 starts, I believe, which is second only in the country to to Indiana. I would really want to test uh, those four uh, de- uh, defensive backs, but I think really much like we talk about ASU's uh, offensive staple right now being the ground attack, I think the same can be said about BYU. So I think ASU can find some success and and probably could do maybe somewhat of a better job than than Utah did. But to some extent, that really remains to be seen because again the 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 two tests that BYU has faced uh, so far in this young 2021 season are really on a different level compared to what ASU faced in the same time frame. How's the team holding up under the uh, the sort of the, uh, I don't know, the I don't want to call it doom and gloom, but the notion <laughs> of Herm Edwards and some of the things that went on during the offseason? You know, honestly, I think it's something that we expected to hear a lot uh, in, in the offseason and on Pac-12 Media Day, maybe in the first days uh, going into full camp. But really, uh, you know, nobody, at least locally, is, uh, is is talking about this anymore. As we know, this NCAA investigations are notorious for for taking a long time, and I think there's some uh, still measure of respect, for lack of a better term, that the NCAA is really not going to have uh, ASU coaches and personnel uh, be grilled in investigations uh, during the football season. Obviously, once the season is off, I think all bits are off, if, if you will. But the fact that ASU placed not one but but three assistant coaches on admin leave, one of them two weeks before fall camp started, uh, two of them literally less than a week into fall camp. I, I think in some respects really uh, cold off the dogs, if you will, and the NCAA uh, is not going to come out with uh, any uh, drastic measures or, or anything like that uh, to, during the season. But I think when the calendar flips to 2022, uh, that's when uh, – I believe we're going to hear more news and uh, the investigation is probably going to kick into higher gear. But uh, so far, uh, you know, coaches aren't talking about it. Players aren't talking about it. I really don't think their play on the field uh, is uh, is being affected by it. Now, sure, when there's going to be uh, um, some adversity in, uh, during the season, I mean, that's, again, assuming that there will be some, I'm sure there are going to be those who are going to point to what's going on off the field affecting what's going on on the field. But right now, I really can't uh, point to any specific aspect of this team and say that it's being adversely affected uh, due to this NCAA investigation. And we'll see if that continues to be the case in the next three months. We heard you uh, compare the Sun Devils to the Utes a little bit earlier in the interview. Let me ask you with what's going on at USC and what you saw against Stanford, would you put the Devils in uh, as the favorite for the division this year? To be honest, uh, I did it, I did even uh, put them like that uh, when, uh, during Pac-12 Media Day in the off season. I, I felt that not only they can win the South, but they also can win the the, the Pac-12 championship. I don't think that the uh, talent disparity between them and the rest of the Pac-12, whether I'm looking at the North or the South, is is big at all. And I think that you can make uh, some argument that maybe ASU does have. Uh, the best talent uh, in the entire conference. If just comparing r- roster to roster, so honestly, what's happening at USC uh, didn't really change uh, my thinking as far as ASU being more of a favorite uh, now, if you will. Um, I'm not uh, so quick uh, to see ASU up uh, to see. I'm sorry, USC circling the drain now, or or anything to, uh, of that sorts, just because of the change, change in leadership over there. It's still a very very talented team. Keaton Slovis is still one of the better quarterbacks. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the Pac-12. I know they have issues with the running game. They have issues with the offensive line. And I don't know if a change uh, in, in the head coach is or is not going to help help there. And uh, I think really more, the, more I'm curious what's going to happen with the defense. I mean, is this really anomaly 
they got the they got the teeth kicked in, and maybe they just have to get this one really horrible game out of their system so they can move forward, or is this going to be uh, just just a snowball effect? Uh, so again, I mean, if I if I were the betting, betting man, I'm not betting uh, the CUSC uh, winning less than eight, 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 nine games the rest of the way. I don't think it's going to be enough to win the Pac-12 South. But again, if I'm being honest, uh, even before the season started, I did pick ASU to win the division and the conference for that matter. So, Hode, I want to I want to promote you now to uh, head coach at BYU. And so, <laughs> so uh, sort of, you covered some of this before, but. If you were the coach uh, of BYU, what would you? What does the Cougar offense have to do to beat ASU, and what does the defense have to do to slow that attack down? Absolutely. So I think uh, when when it comes to the BYU offense, uh, their their bread and butter is their running game. I know that uh, their passing game is somewhat suspect, uh, somewhat uh, TBD in terms of uh, being a significant component of the offense. So you really have to stick with what with, with, with what brought you here. And I think they can find some success against this ASU front seven. How much success still, you know, still remains to be seen. But if they can really execute the play action uh, plays um, more, more often than not and in a high rate, um, I'm curious to see uh, how much uh, success they can have against ASU. But uh, – I know this is probably overstating the obvious, but it's hard for me to see BYU struggling on the ground, but still, quote unquote, punishing ASU in the air, and that that actually leads them to victory. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to the defense, and I think uh, going back to the passing game struggles of ASU, uh, the BYU defense and any defense from here on out is going to force Jaden Daniels and his and his wide receivers to beat them. And until um, that that can be proven, I can absolutely see uh, BYU uh, stacking the box. And really, aside from the passing game struggles, you just look at the raw stats, and it's very, very clear when you see a passing game that was averaging over 260 – I'm sorry, a running game that was averaging over 260 yards uh, last season, over 200 yards uh, this season, as short as it is. Um, there's, there's really uh, no uh, magic over here because if you're going to stop ASU's running game in, in, in an effective manner, uh, I think that the passing game may have some – uh, troubles really uh, bailing out the offense, bailing up maybe the entire team for that matter. So, um, you know, I, I know it's a cliche that the game uh, starts and begins, begins in the trenches, but when you look at the makeup or the character of both BYU and ASU, I think it's absolutely, absolutely going to be determined there because I really don't see uh, the, the, the passing games uh, of either team that's really lighting up each other's secondary. Well, let's hope it's a good one on Saturday. I think we're going to see a couple of good teams out there, right? Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think if you're going to have a lot of uh, pound uh, pound on the ground uh, uh, game, uh, it's going to make it for a quick one because eight fifteen uh, kickoff. Wow, that's, oh, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's like a late one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, Ho, thank you for jumping on with us. We always appreciate it. No problem, guys. Take care. Hode Rubino from Devil's Digest uh, giving us a little preview on Arizona State. So Hode being fairly realistic there uh, in his assessments. Realistic not, about not, what? Not, not uh, hyping anything up, really. I thought he was you, – what? You, you think he was? I didn't say anything. I mean, I, I don't know. He he thinks highly of Arizona State. Well, I mean, why why wouldn't he? I don't know. I, do, I don't think I would have picked them to win the division at the beginning of the year. Huh. Well, anyway, uh, we'll see how it turns out. But this is one of those games, uh, Jake, that uh, – 
I, I really don't know how it's going to turn out, you know? Sometimes you have pretty strong ideas about a winner and a loser. This game, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Jaden Daniels, on the one hand, could take off and tear BYU's defense apart, really give it all kinds of tr- struggles. But on the other hand, if if uh, if that defense seems to be what it was against Utah, uh, maybe not. Man, what I took about how to defend Jaden Daniels is drop eight and dare him to throw, which BYU should be pretty good at. You got to keep him contained. That's that's yeah, don't uh, rush anybody. Well, well, you can't just let him sit back there. And I think you all absolutely day can. You think so? Yeah, I think that's. I think you'd prefer that to the alternative. What having Lyman run past him while he takes off? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so who will be the spy? One of those backers, I assume. Probably. But offensively, the other thing I think BYU can do, just to add to what Hode was saying, is also, you know, how do you make the other team throw? You build the lead. So if you could <laughs> score some points early, I think that would be helpful because then you make them a little more one-dimensional. So what does that uh, what does that mean? It means take care of the football early on because if you make a couple mistakes – then that could lead to a deficit that uh, neither team wants to suffer. Well, in a similar way that BYU beat Utah in the second half. You know, Utah is the faster team. I think Arizona's bringing a lot of team speed, probably more than Utah has. I don't know. That's probably debatable. But negate that by punching them in the mouth up front and running the football and negate some of that speed. So I think that's why I asked him about the defensive front because I think that'll be a factor and. Yeah, don't turn the ball over. Steadily move the footballs, put some points on the board, and and make Arizona State one-dimensional offensively, and that's Jaden Daniels passing. And that's maybe the recipe for, for some success. Although Arizona State's good. You heard him. He picked he picked Arizona State to, to win the league outright. Yeah, but I, I thought his approach was pretty commonsensical as opposed to picking up the pom-poms, just going, yay team. Um, but you know, as you as you explained that, Jake, I was thinking that uh, Tuiaki's defense might be perfectly suited then for slowing down the very talented young quarterback. Yeah, give him a cushion and dare him to throw, and keep everything in front of you. Yep. But you better contain him. He had 125 yards last, I think, last game. Right. Rushing. So and, and BYU practices against Jaron Hall. You know, I mean, it's not like they don't go up against a mobile or aren't familiar with a mobile quarterback. This would be a big win for BYU if they could pull it off. Oh, yeah. I mean, Utah was certainly a big win. This would be a big win. This sets them up for a terrific season. Well, it it sets them up to go 4-1 and one against the Pac-12 at least. That's the basement. 5-0 and oh in the conversation, which would really be something. <laughs> yeah. You think they'd be crowing about that in Provo? They should be. To play the three favorites in the South, and then of course the, the you know, couple of <laughs> Washington State and Arizona. I don't know what know what you want to describe them as, but well, uh, but to beat the three favorites in the South, that would that would be a really really something they can hang their hat on. What was really really weird about that Arizona game is the way. 
that one running back, uh, his name Robinson? What was it? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. How he was able to shake loose at times, and those receivers were able to utilize their speed to punish BYU's secondary. Uh, and can the Devils do that? Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Premier Wave Therapy. Uh, call them 385-360-WAVE or go to premierwave.com. He's our friend Dr. Johnson here to help our listeners. Hello, doctor. Howdy, gentlemen. How you doing this afternoon? Doing great. Uh, and I know you guys are, are very excited about the technology that you've got uh, got in now. And, and let me get this straight, if I heard you correctly. One of six of these machines that's out there? Correct. So it just barely got FDA approved a few months ago, and they've only manufactured six so far. They're in the process of manufacturing more. But we signed a premier uh, membership with them, so we're essentially one of their training centers. So anyone in the Western region who's going to be getting this medical device will be training with us. So we got one of the first ones available because that's kind of what I do. I'm one of the designers of medical equipment, so to speak. So who would be a, a good candidate for this uh, this treatment? Well, the interesting thing is that ED has like a wide variety of, you know, effects. So not everyone has complete loss of function. In fact, most people have mild to moderate disease, which is they're not quite performing like they used to in the bedroom. They can't, you know, quite sustain an erection or something along those lines, or they have a harder time. It really, really works well for them. So there's a lot of men, over 50% of men, over 50 have some type of erectile dysfunction, so all those would benefit. And I know you have a great deal uh, going on today for Zone listeners. Yeah, so for our Zone listeners, if they call and mention um, 1280 to Zone, they'll get $300 off. But what we're really excited about is, is we're so confident in our new technology because, as I said, it's been FDA approved and vetted, taking them 10 years. We'll give half off to anybody who tried a different treatment and hasn't had results because we're so confident that it will work for them. 385-360-WAVE, uh, 385-360-9283, or you can jump online, premierwave.com. That's premierwave.com. We appreciate you, Dr. Johnson. Yeah, appreciate it. Talk to you later. Again, that number, 385-360-WAVE. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to talk football with Nick Ford, the University of Utah offensive lineman. Curious how you are after the loss to BYU, and I'm wondering how much that wrecked your whole weekend, so to speak. You know, you can take it with a grain of salt. There's a lot of things on film that was good. There's a lot of things on film that were bad. There's a lot of things that people on the outside don't understand that people on the inside do understand and give credit where it's due. And, you know, it's on to the next weekend. Broke. Nobody feels sorry for us. It's a disappointment and definitely going to improve from that. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougar 30 update. Here's BYU head coach Kalani Sitake asked why the tight ends haven't been targeted all that much in the first couple of games. 
The production, you guys are talking about catches, but yeah, look at the production that they're doing blocking. It just doesn't come down to catching the ball. They, they do everything else out there that we need them to do, and that's protect the quarterback sometimes and, and pass pro and also get yards for our run game. And so when we're talking about stats, whether it's the quarterback or the receivers or the tight ends, the, the stuff will happen. I don't think you force feed something, but I think uh, you look at last year's games and you look at teams that are defending us, they know that the tight end is, is a viable option for our quarterback, and so it's not a surprise to anybody, but we have different options, a lot of different places at running back, at receiver, and at tight end. So it's just a matter of what the defense does. It's not like we're just going to force feed guys when the defense is taking it away. This update brought to you by Zero Res. Your pets are angels, but urine so carpet is a nightmare for your house. Zero Res has a specialized method to remove stains that leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh. Schedule your appointment with Zero Res Carpet Cleaning today. Zero Res, SaltLake.com, up north. Zero Res, DavisWeber.com. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Aggies kick off Mountain West Conference play with a battle with the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Hear all the play-by-play action on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with the pregame show at 4.30. Uh You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Michelle Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about Lend Ride Mortgage. They'll be live with DJ and PK Friday morning to help you get the lowest rates on your new mortgage or refinance. Listen uh, Friday morning as uh, Lend Ride, uh, you know, Listen Friday morning and visit LendRightMortgage.com for more information. You know, uh, Hanson Scotty. Gordon had an interesting conversation the other day, and I just heard our production. About that, uh, bloated cows? That brought this to mind. No, I didn't hear <laughs> oh, that segment. That was a segment today. They talked about bloated that cows. That was an all-timer. <laughs> well, and glad. the methane that cows are producing for the greenhouse problems. And You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that, because now maybe it won't be the not sports sport, so that's good. Did they talk about, uh, you know, mad cow disease? That kind of thing? No. no they, they I just wondered about... if they were covering, you know, everything about cows from head to tail. No, no. So anyway, I, and I wish I knew where this conversation sprouted from because I think Hans was was quoting or, or talking about something somebody else said. But uh, the, the overall point of the segment was if player safety were truly a concern from folks, should the way Air Force plays be cleaned up? I, w- I would say outlawed, but it's against the rules. They just don't enforce the rules. You mean with the cut blocking? Yes. Yeah, but they're serving our country. This is often the argument as to why they should get away <laughs> with what they get away with is because they're serving our country. And with the Air Force, you know, size being bigger isn't always necessarily better. So they're a little limited on who they can recruit. And so this is how they can even the playing field a little bit. So everybody kind of chuckles and turns a blind eye, except the defensive linemen and linebackers who are getting mutilated on every play. <laughs> and well, they, you want to make sure that they can uh, you know, chop block, you know, 
you know, the North Korean army if need be. Okay, that's a little on the nose, given recent missile tests. But you know, good times. Uh, but should should that be enforced, or or should we allow the plucky service academies? <laughs> The ability to compete. Because it's not like it's just Air Force, right? I mean. So what is the rule exactly? I don't have the rule book in front of me. Uh, You can cut block, but you can't chop block. Right. And high lows, you can't do that. And they seem to do a lot of those. So they're diving at your ankles? Right. Well, ankles or knees. Yeah, that's a little frightening. Oh, does Scotty want to chime in? Really? Holy like, cow. No, I'm glad he did, because I, I thought they, they had a really good conversation on this uh, the other day on their show. And I I apologize, Scotty. I don't remember Go all the Aggies. details. How did you guys uh, stumble upon this? I thought it was interesting. Well, it was right after our Blake Anderson interview on Tuesdays. And I made sure that Blake Anderson got off the air, because I didn't want him to be tied to this in any way, shape, or form. But... But, yeah, that's my thought, and is that if we are so enamored with player safety, with concussions and quality of life, then why in the hell is Air Force allowed to do what they do? And, look, again, hey, props to these dudes. What they go through is ridiculous, and I, they do more before 9 a.m. than any of us do all day. I get all of that stuff. I respect their decision and what they do to serve our country 100%. But if they can't play football without playing that way and trying to uh, end dudes' careers with ACL tears and everything else that they do that is just flat-out dirty in the sport of football, then they shouldn't be playing football. If you can't play football like grown-ups, then get out of the sport because it's ridiculous what they do. And we're so enamored with trying to make sure that we take care of guys and and their quality of life. Uh, Well, Tell you what, if you're getting your knees chopped on every single play and they go high-low and refs never call it because it's their force and that's what they do, then what are we doing? I mean, we don't we care about concussions, and that's great, and we should, but we should also be talking about if a guy needs a knee replacement by the time he's 32 years old. Yeah. And I thought Hans made an interesting point when you guys were talking about this, that they're coached to do that until they're told not to, which is an interesting moral dilemma. Absolutely. And it's just, and that's the thing. It's it's like, okay, well, this is how we play, and if we're going to let it go, then we're just going to keep doing it. I mean, it's like your kids, and Jake, you'll find out when your kids get a little older, they're just going to do whatever they want until you tell them to stop. And so it's not like they're going to they're going to say, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. No, <laughs> uh, your kids are going to be making pipe bombs in the basement until you tell them to stop doing it. <laughs> no <laughs> integrity. Stop. Woo! That's aggressive. Scotty going Dave Christensen uh, over here. <laughs> Didn't pull out yeah, a Mr. Howdy Doody, though. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's a compelling argument, Scotty. And really, when you say it the way you just did, I, I, I don't have a response to that. Do you, Jake? I, I think that rules should be enforced. And I, I agree with the sentiment toward our service academies. But the point is, is that if you are putting young people in danger and their futures in danger, yeah, that should be some considered. There's an inherent risk with football, but that's legislated all the time with, I mean, at, at its simplest function, pads. But, you know, rules and things that you can and can't do. And I, I'm with you. If you're going to. If you're going to police, uh, what are the what do they call you? You know, uh, leading with the helmet and the crown of the helmet, yeah. uh, targeting the way that they police it. Why not? Is is our other extremities not of value? I mean, I, yeah. I'm with you, Scotty. I, I, 
I like the story of Service Academy succeeding, but not by dirty play. I, I well, like we, I understand that's how maybe football was played in the 1950s, but it's a new era now, and we can we can uh, we can evolve. Georgia Tech evolved; they've gotten away from it. You know, there's still a few schools that hang on to it, and I understand you know with your weight restrictions and things like that. But hey, I'm prepping for this game. They got two dudes on the offensive linemen that are 330 plus. So don't give me that weight restriction nonsense yeah. <laughs> anymore. They, they can recruit whoever they want size-wise. Now, let's all be honest with ourselves here while we're having this conversation, though. The Broncos of the late 90s were doing the same thing. Okay, that's a little different. Just a little different. <laughs> How is it different? No, no it's not. Well, I mean, the style of the, the style of play is a little different. But, yeah, you're right. No, that's, that's never played that way. Yeah, we love Terrell Davis and Mike Anderson. You know, Mike Anderson, the former oh, you. And, that, we're yeah. not going to let that happen anymore, and they shut it down. <laughs> they did. Uh, they did for a good reason, uh, being the whole point. I'm, I'm teasing you a little yeah. bit about the Broncos, but, yeah, for, for a good reason. And I don't blame – you know, hearing Hans talk about this sort of thing as a former defensive lineman, they, they get fired up because it does. It, it puts your future in danger. Well, and you talk to defensive coordinators who prepare, and they understand. I mean, it, it's a hard thing to prepare for. Uh, it's a difficult offense, so they know they're up against it. But, I mean, you talk to coaches uh, privately that prepare for this system and, and see what their players go through. And, and as you mentioned, Hans, who's played against it. I mean, there's a lot of passionate guys out there that are really fired up about the fact that, that – and, and it's not just Air Force, it's Navy, it's, it's everybody. And, and I'm not just saying this because Utah State's playing Air Force this week. It just – I think we as a, this sport needs to evolve and we need to be better and – and if we're going to try to protect people's heads, then why don't we protect people's legs, too? Yeah. Well, Scotty, give <laughs> well us a – Yeah, yeah. yeah and why we've got you, though, give us a little tail of the tape for the game. What are you thinking? Can, can the Aggies uh, go 3-0? and Is that possible? Uh, I, I think they, they can. I think that there's uh, – I think that what they do offensively matches uh, – could give Air Force fits. I, I, do, I do think Air Force is – it, it, they're a problem, and the last two years, it is I, just from a selfish standpoint, it is miserable calling a game against Air Force because it's like death by paper cuts. It's like four yard gain, six yard gain, three yard gain, seven yard gain, and then before you know it, it's like this eighteen play drive that took eight minutes off the clock. And it's just if you can't get off the field, it's rough. I love what they're doing. To, I love this new defensive coordinator. I know they got roughed up a little bit in the first quarter against North Dakota. But when they got it dialed in, North Dakota didn't have a chance in that game. And then holding Washington State to what they did, uh, this is a really, really interesting team that's coming together. Uh, again, Air Force is a tough challenge. I'm not sure what we're going to see, but I knew I don't I do know the juice and the energies uh, really, really improved up there. It's been a fun team to be around. So, Scotty, can you uh, wrap up that uh, that uh, methane gas cow uh, segment? Uh. Yeah, there's some segments we're not proud of. That's that's one of them. Uh, that one got away from us a little bit. Oh, but, it was an amazing segment. That that ought to uh, lead your show tomorrow. Uh, Austin, I think you're being a little sarcastic. I appreciate that, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, apparently when a cow does get bloated, you can actually puncture the stomach with a butcher knife, and that will relieve the pressure. Uh, I actually – my dad was a – agricultural extension agent for the University of Idaho. So we called him during the break. And I'm like, Dad, are people go around punching the stomachs of cows? He's like, not only did they, they still do it. So 
So, yeah, apparently that's, that's still a thing. That's so, a thing. There you go. Who knew? <laughs> uh, Scotty, I apologize. I didn't get a chance to listen last night. Where's Where's the coach's show at this year? How's the grub? Uh, old Chicago, really good pizza, okay. really good burgers. Uh, yeah, it's really impressive. Every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, if you're up in the 435, we'd love to have you. Well, if you need a fill-in, buddy, I'm I'm here. I, I'd make it up to Logan. Oh, come for, on. For... It was just for a second. I'll I asked about it. I asked about it because <laughs> it seems like, yeah, it seems like you get really good spots for the coaches show, Scotty. I'll just leave it at that. Usually the, <laughs> usually the food's pretty good. No doubt. Does RJ leave I, some for you? Hold on. No, I, I got another question for you, Scotty. Is Utah State for real, man? Is this team going to roll through the Mountain West? Um, uh, what are they the greatest team to roll through the Mountain West? Is that what you're asking? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. never mind that. <clears throat> <laughs> no, they're good. They're really good. Uh, I like I like what they're building. I I'm excited to see them roll. play uh, uh, through uh, through more of this Mountain West. Look, they've got Air Force this week. Then they've got Boise State. Then they've got BYU. You know that's a tough stretch of three games, but I think that uh, the energy is great. I love this coaching staff. I love what they put together. This team's bought in. The transfers they brought in have, have all contributed in a big, big way. So yeah, they played the transfer portal well, and it's worked out for them. And I think uh, uh, right now I'd be really surprised if this team isn't bowling, uh, rolling to a bowl game coming up here at the end of the year. <laughs> Roll. Uh, of We're, we're walking our way up to the end of the uh, season with the bowl. <laughs> Hi, Scotty. <laughs> uh, Scotty, we're so glad you called in. Thank you for doing so. And I, I did. I thought you made an excellent point about Air Force for sure. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. That's our friend Scott Gerard. Of course, hear him daily uh, alongside Hans Olsen from 10 to 2 here on the Zone Sports Network. And, of course, the voice of the Utah State Aggies. And they will take on uh, the Air Force Academy. That game kicks off Saturday at 5.30. Pre-game begins at 5. Scotty makes a great point. Well, he he, 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 he sort of echoed a great point. But uh, as he presents that, what are the the college games rule committee doing with that? And why aren't they doing more? Well, the same thing they've done about it forever. Nothing. (laughs) Okay, but why? Serving the country and all that. No, I, yeah. I was kidding when I said that. Come on, that's what Air Force does. They 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 push the envelope early to see what they're going to get away with, and then really get away with. They're coached to cheat. A lot, a lot of people are coached to cheat. There, Gordon. <laughs> I'm appalled. When Austin was a boxer, he used to dip his gloves in, gloves in ether. Yeah. Does that work? Let's prove it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to uh, Scotty G for weighing in. We'll get also, to... if you put a little end, of, just the tip of the thumbtack in the in the thumb of the glove. Is that word? I, I've heard. If they don't notice, really opens up an old wound. Uh, well, it sounds like it opens a lot of wounds on the face of the. You know, opponent. the thing with, with... Uh, you know, I mean, your cut man in the corner better be pretty skilled. If you've I don't got, need like, nails, man. I'm the cut man. I know. I know you are. Here's the here's the thing with cheating that way is when you get caught you don't really have much of an explanation right you know <laughs> oh like, that's right with that <laughs> oh how did that get there oh, oh I gotta quit uh, putting stuff up on the uh, on the on the uh, the uh, the cork board with uh, with my boxing gloves <laughs> I had my gloves on uh, I was tacking up a the comic strip of the day yeah. <laughs> tacking up a notice for a garage sale I was having it how in the world did that get there.
You know, how did that get there? It happens to the best of us, really. I don't, who hasn't had that occur? I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I think other guys got tags in his forehead. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Market update coming up next. Christian Cox at four, 97.5 and 1280 at the zone. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a disappointing loss in the Holy War, the Utes look to rebound as they hit the road to square off against an old Mountain West Conference rival in San Diego State. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 4 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's your Utes at 50 update here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Here's Britton Covey talking about uh, college football can be an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, like Stanford. Think of Stanford after last game. I'm sure all their fans were calling for Coach Shaw to be fired or whatever. Like yeah, That's yeah. just the reality of sports nowadays. Uh, but now my best friend Gabe plays for Stanford and everybody's like, this is our year, right? <laughs> so that's just kind of how it is. And yeah. you got to roll with the punches, never too high, never too low and know where your value lies. Know that this team is good. Bring that swagger. And, yeah. This update brought to you by Mountain Mike's Pizza. From outstanding pizza and wings to great appetizers and desserts, get to Mountain Mike's Pizza, 3785 West, 104 South in South Jordan. The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone, it is time for a market update brought to you by Tri-Day Trading. Now, anyone can be a day trader visit trydaytrading.com how did the markets do today there gordon bit of a bounce back day today jake after some losses in recent days uh, the dow was up uh, 230 almost 237 points yeah yeah that's right the nasdaq was up uh, 123 points yes yes indeed and the s&p up uh, just shy of 38 points. Hey, I'm everyone's daddy. <laughs> Where are you getting this stuff? From you. I don't that say you saying that you. I never really said that. Did you I? just did. Let's hear the culmination of those three drops again. I mean, it went from. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm everyone's daddy. <laughs> yes. You know, Austin, you've been... Yes, indeed. You've gotten pretty good at impersonating me. Oh, have I? That's me saying those words in that order? 
You're everyone's daddy? What did you mean now, by that? Say, the, say all three of those, Austin. <laughs> no. With, uh-uh. your, with your impersonation Don't have to. Of me. You've already done it. And no, no, I just want to see how close you come. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm everyone's daddy. Uh, hmm. Those all sounded like you, the, the, the first ones. Hey, I'm everyone's daddy. Hey, I'm everyone's daddy. <laughs> Again, what did you mean by that? I have what, no what idea. What are you getting at? I have no idea. And I have no recollection. <laughs> I have no memory of saying those things. So, as far as I'm concerned, it was someone else. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Why would I say that? Why would I one? Why would I ever say that? And two, why would I ever say what I would I ever say it like that? Well, you're you. <laughs> okay, I just I, I don't recall, yeah. and Austin doesn't either. That's why I think he may have just patched those words together. The master editor that he is. Now you can tell when that when I do that. Then it sounds like right said Fred in the <laughs> I'm too sexy song. Yeah. All right, let's... Right said Fred. Whatever happened to Right Said Fred? What should have happened to him? They went away. All right. Well, good day for the markets. <laughs> right. Yes. Let's, yes, indeed. Let's get out to yes, the, zone phone, the zone phone. <laughs> I'm your daddy. Joining us now from Premier Wave Therapy, uh, she is a nurse practitioner. She's Janica with us here on the big show. Uh Janica, no good way to lead into you with that. Gordon, you want to apologize? You want to? No? Sorry. Okay. Hi, Janica. How are you? Thank you for still coming on the show. Yes. Thank you for letting me come on. Thank you. All right. Let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, You know, this is a sensitive subject. What would you tell guys out there that are on the fence about this treatment with Premier? Yeah, absolutely. I would say don't put it off. If you're feeling uncomfortable or uneasy about discussing ED and about receiving treatment, we understand. And this can be a difficult topic for individuals to bring up and address, but we make every effort to make it simple and comfortable and help you feel at ease. So let us help you adjust your ED. Come on in and have a free consultation. You know, because the truth is, uh, after guys, you know, get this problem squared away, they're going to be much happier. And if they can be comfortable going through the process, that's a big deal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. And uh, I know you guys have a great deal going today uh, for Zone listeners. You can get uh, 300 bucks off, right? Correct. That's right. Anyone listening, All right. let us know. Awesome. Well, Janica, thank you for jumping on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Premier Wave Therapy. You can go to premier.com. Take advantage of uh, the Zone Special. You can call them 385-360-WAVE. 385-360-9283. Premier Wave Therapy. Uh, We'll have more coming up next. Christian Cox jumps on the show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Fisher from Athlon Sports. What do you expect this weekend from that Sun Devils-Cougars matchup here in Provo? It's going to be interesting because I'm not quite sure that Arizona State has been playing up to their potential. I mean, this is a team that, you know, frankly, had it not been for the NCAA investigation and everything that's been going on off the field, then you could make a legitimate case this is probably one of the favorites in the Pac-12 South. I don't think they've been quite as sharp offensively. You kind of expect a little bit more, and, and we haven't quite seen 
seen that. I think that's kind of reflected in this close line. I mean, BYU is playing well. They've got a lot of momentum coming into this. And, and as you guys know, they take these games against Pac-12 opponents seriously. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if BYU comes in there and just physically makes ASU pay in the trenches in particular in this game. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.